You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and, of course, where they are now. So, Hey everybody, what is happening? So happy to be here with you once again another week. Uh, Things have been great. (laughs) It is officially the 1,272nd day of quarantine. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, like I've always been saying on our episodes, it, it all depends on going out there and making the best out of it. So just try to do the things that you wouldn't really get to do during, I guess, quote unquote, regular times. Um, actually, on today's show, I will have a, a few suggestions for all of you um, uh, uh, dedicated martial arts fans. Some of the things that you all can actually do during quarantine uh, when you are sitting at home and you're thinking that you're bored, but honestly, there's just so many different things out there to keep you going and entertained. So today I'm going to be talking about a few of those things that I personally came across just recently and things that I'm sure uh, at least some of you guys out there as martial arts fans would really, really appreciate. So I'm going to be talking about those things today. But also today's a very interesting day because we're finally through three different fight cards that took place this past Saturday, this past Wednesday, and well, actually, okay, yeah, this past Saturday, this past Wednesday, and I guess two Saturdays ago. So that marks three different fight cards, which is honestly, for the past few years, kind of unprecedented because usually we would have you guys already know we would have fights every weekend but now because so many fight cards were canceled the ufc specifically had to reschedule those fights to uh, just one week because they had booked this um, uh, arena in jacksonville florida we all know the florida uh, state finally allowed the ufc as the first ever mma organization to have their events in Florida, you know, have the fights go on with no crowd at all in the arena, but still allowing the fight to take the fights to take place, which was awesome, and have them take place in the Vice Star Memorial Arena. Again, like I said, with no crowd, just the crew, just the people who set up the octagon, just the corner people, just the judges and the referees, and of course, the commentators and the fighters themselves. So it, everything was just perfect. And uh, at least in my opinion, after such a long layoff, I I personally, as a huge fan, w- was not disappointed at all. Everything was delivered perfectly the fighters did not disappoint either, although we all are actually under very, very understanding of how hard it is for fighters at this point in time to, to get their proper training in when the gyms themselves aren't necessarily open. And it's usually the fighters who own their own private gym who would have full access to proper training. But regardless, we had all of our fighters I dare say more like 20 plus fighters 
like 20 plus uh, pairs of fighters, I should say, because we had a lot of fights take place over these past three cards. We had all those fighters pushing it through and just getting the work in, regardless of the fact that they probably wouldn't have access to all the necessary uh, necessary equipment, all the necessary things that they would usually have access to in regular time. So I just want to use this platform and give a big, big shout out to all of those fighters, all of those mixed martial artists who uh, who fought on both the main cards and the preliminary cards of all the events that we witnessed over this past week. Um, your efforts will not be just looked over they're definitely fully appreciated and um, we, we love you guys. Yeah, that's that's all I can say about that. So like I was saying, a lot of interesting things went down. Um, last week, we already discussed the, the Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson fight um, and the fact that it was it was the first uh, live card that we all witnessed and we all watched and enjoyed talked about how amazing it was that we had the fighters just having more focus like putting most of their focus into the fight itself rather than focusing on other things other should i say accessory things like the crowd that usually is in the arena you know people either rooting for a certain fighter or booing them um i feel like those type of things definitely have a great impact on how the fighter uh performs on fight night um psychologically definitely affects them for sure uh but you know those things weren't present and uh the same thing went for the two other fight cards that took place on wednesday and saturday again and it just felt like we were witnessing more um, athleticism, more technique, like at least the fans themselves too, they they could put most of their focus on what the actual fight was rather than focusing on, say, the trash talking that would usually go on before the fights. All the other things that um, were just becoming common prior to all this pandemic um, um, uh, situation went down. So again, it was really, really interesting. And so let's, okay, I feel like I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So yes, you guessed it right. We're going to be reminiscing a little bit about those two fight cards. And actually, there's been a lot of important implications after some of the outcomes of some of these bouts that uh, took place, specifically talking about those that took uh, the fight cards that took place on Wednesday and Saturday. So we're going to be talking about those. Firstly, talking about the fights themselves, how they went down, talk about what would actually happen in the future with regards to future matchups. And uh, yeah, before we get started with all those things, I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about the things that you could do while staying at home in quarantine. Some of the things that you specifically as a a martial arts fan can do to keep yourself entertained and uh, really, really happy on the inside. So now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so uh, yes, I did want to talk about the thing that I came across actually uh, a few days ago. I don't know why I hadn't come across this show. So, you know, being being a very avid fan of uh, martial arts, I was browsing through some of the shows that I can potentially find to, to watch. And, um, you know, I'm really into action shows and potentially historical shows as well. Something that I can watch and learn, uh, learn from at the same time and 
I don't I don't know how I again I don't know how I didn't know about this show, but there's a show called The Legend of Bruce Lee, which is all about Bruce Lee and his life. You know, all uh, his fight, not his fight, but his life prior to uh, being deeply involved with um, martial arts. And then um, how how he initially got involved with martial arts, how he improved his skills, what really got him into martial arts in the first place, and uh, how how things progress from there on. So it is an awesome show, and uh, I believe it, it it started being produced and broadcasted from 2008. So it's been out there for a while, and uh, it is a great show. Um, it is actually uh, very widely available online if you search it up. So I definitely recommend all of you guys to go out there, watch this show. And actually, it's because I believe um, they originally filmed it um, in, in Hong Kong, right? And later they dubbed the whole show uh, into English. So for all of us out there, we can easily access the show and enjoy it in our free time. So it is called, again, The Legend of Bruce Lee. It is such an interesting show i would definitely recommend all you guys out there to go out there and check it out and let me know how it goes i mean personally i just watched like two episodes for now uh but it is it is really really interesting and uh, I'll, i'll keep you guys updated with regards to how how it goes on and I guess how accurate it really is because you know how sometimes when biopics are produced and uh, even if there's a book that is written about a certain celebrity or a certain um, a well-known person it may not necessarily be super accurate with regards to what went down in reality but from what I know they actually consulted Bruce Lee's daughter for the show Shannon Lee so uh, I believe it is mostly accurate uh but uh I'll, I'll i'm you know i'm the type of person who'll watch the show and then go and um cross check the facts for myself because i just want to get down to the truth man but uh you know as the show progresses i'll let you guys know how things go and uh how how accurate it really is i'll definitely do my research next time anyway so that's that's something that can you guys can definitely check out and what other thing so uh another thing (laughs) another thing that we can all do as very hardcore martial arts fans and combat sports fans is of course is to go back and watch some of the old fights okay so um you can all go back as mixed martial uh, mixed martial arts fans specifically we can all go back and watch some of the pride fights some of the strike force fights you know these were the pioneer organizations when it came to the sport of mma and uh even if you honestly just go on youtube and search up those type of fights that took place in those organizations you will come across literal gems i most recently i believe i was watching this fight between mirko Krokup and oh yes it was um kevin randleman so um it's just really really exciting you know some of the fights that you weren't probably weren't even aware that actually took place but they did to take place and the outcomes and the way the fights played out were just unbelievable so i would again definitely recommend all you guys to go out there watch some old fights if you want 
I know it can get a little bit, um, uh, you know, sometimes you can definitely go down the rabbit hole a little bit too deep. So you have to be cautious of that. But um, it is honestly one of the most enjoyable things that you can do as a hardcore combat sports and MMA fan. So go out there, watch those fights. Again, let me know what you think and which one you, which ones should I say you like the most. And um, you know, just doing that, um, it, the fact that we have this much time on our hands, the fact that we do go back and watch these old fights. It, it makes us rethink um, how how uh, how much the sport has evolved in the first place, but also you know how in the beginning of the show we talk about uh, okay we want to pay tribute to uh, veterans of the sport, talk about how they started uh, uh, their sport and um, how they progress and uh, where they are now in life and in their sports career as well. It makes you definitely. Think think uh about all those criteria and uh specifically talking about the veterans like i mentioned micro crocup i mentioned kevin randleman those are honestly legends when it comes to specifically mixed martial arts and um, sometimes you just forget you know sometimes you do get caught up uh with um, uh, things that are happening in the moment you know say things with I don't know, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Danny Cormier, Conor McGregor, you um, lose your uh, main focus. You just, uh, you, you tend to think that all there is to the sport is just all the things that are happening in the in the world of MMA right now. However, it, if it weren't because of all those uh, veterans of our sport, you know, people like um, Fedor Emelianenko, people like Mirko Krokop, People like um, um, Kevin Randleman and um, all those amazing fighters, if it weren't because of those phenomenal talent, phenomenally talented people, our sport wouldn't be, uh, would not be where it is right now. So once again, a big shout out to all those people as well. Make sure you guys go back and watch those old fights and let me know what you think. Yeah. So just uh, holla at me at Janon on Twitter if you like. Um, and if you have any fight suggestions for me or other people to watch, definitely um, mention those things as well in your comments. Okay, so enough of that. Uh, actually, before we get started on the show, um, or rather, I mean, we're already like halfway through the show, but um, before proceeding to the things that we want to bring up with the past fights, with the past fight cards, I just want to mention that... Uh, we're definitely keeping Khabib Nurmagomedov's father in our thoughts and prayers because, as you might be aware, uh, Khabib's father has been diagnosed with COVID and uh, due to a underlying heart condition, he is currently hospitalized and he's actually in a medically induced coma. So he was in a coma last week and then he woke up, but now they're saying that his condition has worsened and he's yet again in, in another coma. So I do ask you, TKO Nation, to please keep Khabib's father, Abdul Manap uh, Nurmagomedov, in your thoughts and prayers. Um, as many of you guys already know and are aware, Khabib's father is actually a really well-known figure in the world of uh, martial arts, not just because he's Khabib's father, but also because he's a very well-known and uh, a talented uh, wrestler, wrestling coach, and uh, a, a martial artist. So we do pray for him, uh, and we do pray 
that he uh, gets really well and healthy like before. And uh, in the meanwhile, we're also praying for the Nurmagomedov family as well. So, um, and, and actually, th- uh, the thing was, the, 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 the word on the street was that President Vladimir Putin actually reached out to the Nurmagomedov family and said that um, he is willing to offer all the best medical support that uh, the, that is currently available out there in Moscow um, and Russia to the Nurmagomedov family and that everybody's just trying their best to make Khabib's father well and healthy again. So I'll definitely keep you guys updated on his uh, health state and if there's any any news um, and any update on his health status. So yes, once again, let's keep our prayers up for Abdulmanab Nurmagomedov. Hope you get back to us, man. And um, we all love you. Yeah, of course. So uh, having having that in mind, now we move on to our reminiscing part of the show. So things were awesome, like I <laughs> like I've been saying for for the past like two hundred times. Okay, it was awesome. Everything that we witnessed on Wednesday night and Saturday night as well. Um, specifically, I do want to talk about um, Wednesday night's card which was headlined by that light heavyweight bout between Glover Teixeira and Anthony Smith. So, you know, both guys, when it came to that particular bout, that was a type of fight that you wouldn't really pick a side because you already knew that because of how talented and um, how dangerous, honestly, of uh, fighters each guy was, you couldn't you couldn't really predict how the fight was going to go, because on one hand you had um, Anthony Smith who actually recently fought for the light heavyweight title against John Jones, and on the other hand you have Glover Teixeira who's arguably one of the hardest hitters in the light heavyweight division, who's often actually um, compared to Mike Tyson because of how how hard of a hitter he is, how good of a striker he is in this particular division. So um, in this fight, things actually uh, didn't go the way that one would actually think because Glover Teixeira, I mean, uh, no doubt about the fact that both guys um, have accomplished a lot of things uh, in their past fights and uh, that the, the fact that they've both showcased what they're really capable of in this particular division. Um, things actually didn't go the way that most people predicted because Glover Teixeira took the whole momentum of the fight into his own hands and was dominating throughout the whole fight. In the way that, <laughs> I hate to say this, but Anthony Smith when the rounds were over and he would come back to his corner for a rest, he kept telling um, his cornerman that he felt like his teeth were falling out. That's how bad he was beat up in this fight. And how, okay, when you get hit like that, and I'm sure you guys probably know what type of injuries I'm talking about, when you do go back and watch the fight for yourself, Anthony Smith was just so horribly beat up that one could only imagine 
how exhausted his body would be after going through all of those shots, all of those injuries being accumulated one after another, no breaks in between. That's how bad it was, honestly. And actually, there's been a lot of criticism on um, the way that Anthony Smith's corner handled this fight because a lot of people are saying that they should have just thrown in the towel and stopped the fight so that Anthony Smith wouldn't acquire any more injuries. Because even from the start, when he was getting beat up, people were just recommending like on social media and even the commentators too, they were pointing out that this is really bad, uh, somebody <laughs> better step in which by the way is not something is easy to do because when you are a mixed martial artist when you do sign up for the sport this is like one of the things that you wish you would never really have to do specifically because as a mixed martial artist you're known to be the toughest person out there you're known to be so tough and persevering that um, regardless of how much damage you take in a fight you just want to keep going and just finish the fight just keep fighting until the final bell rings that's the mentality that you have as normally the mentality that you would you would have as a mixed martial artist so for someone in your corner you know as a when you're a fighter you have so much trust in your cornermen you have so much trust in your coaches and if any time one of your coaches throws in the towel while you deep down know that you could actually keep you could have kept on going that is um, something that you definitely don't want to go through uh, it's definitely going to put a strain on your relationship with your cornermen and um, something that is just, just not um, something that you wouldn't really want to happen specifically in MMA fights in your MMA career so uh, the fact that a lot of people came out and said that Anthony Smith's corner should have just thrown the towel because he was absorbing so much damage and that they they were kind of ignorant of his injuries, I actually have to step back and, and I think we all have to do this. We have to step back and look at it objectively. So yes, uh, as, a, as a fan of the sport, who doesn't like... Uh, who doesn't like it when the fighters just want to keep on going, want to show their toughness and um, uh, how how persevering they really are in a fight. But at the same time, you have to uh, just utilize your logic, your objectivity, and think to yourself, okay, after all, although these people, I know they're MMA fighters, but they're still human. If you keep getting injured um, after a certain threshold, specifically to the head, man, I can tell you as someone with a neuroscience background who did research on CTE, that ain't good. So as uh, if I were actually in his corner, I, I might have just talked to him not to right away throw in the towel. I, I might have just... Uh, in between the rounds, just talked to him, uh, really got to the uh, depth of it ask him listen is this what you really want uh, or can you honestly keep going because I would actually warn him of the injuries that he 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 keeps getting and he keeps acquiring throughout the whole fight I would actually tell him that but also get his own um, a viewpoint on whether or not he would like the fight to be stopped 
from uh, from the corner side. So overall, I mean, every fight has its own um, uh, ups and downs. You know, we can't necessarily say, oh, this thing should have been done versus what actually went down. Can't really say that. We, you know, we're not really in there with the fighters. Um, so it's it, it's hard to say. But as someone, as honestly, as an outsider, that's what I would have done. But regardless, uh, the fight ended and uh, Glover Teixeira put on such a great fight. And uh, we, we honestly have to wait and see what, what, what will be next for him in this particular division. And th- things uh, are not going to be easy at all for the light heavyweight division because there's been talks. It's kind of like a good segue to what I'm going to be talking about next. Um, there's been talks of the current light heavyweight champion, John Jones, moving up to the heavyweight division and i believe it was also on wednesday night that we had francis and ganu fighting off against um uh, uh mr rosenstreich uh, uh jazir rosenstreich and uh in in only 20 seconds everybody he was able to score a very very strong knockout and uh he he got his fourth consecutive win which was very, very good for him. But it also makes everybody have thoughts about what's next for him. So is he going to be next in line for a heavyweight title shot? Or is he going to get a heavyweight fight against the current light heavyweight champion, John Jones? So uh, as you can see and uh, visualize it for yourself, there's a lot of things in play, a lot of characters uh, uh, to pinpoint and uh, a, a lot of people involved currently with the light heavyweight and the heavyweight division so uh, I, I hate to say it but I feel like Glover Teixeira actually he might get a title shot if John Jones moves on to heavyweight and the belt is vacant he could potentially fight uh, against someone else in the division for the light heavyweight title not to fight the champion per se, but to fight for the belt when the belt when the belt has been uh, vacated. So, um, having said that, there's also been controversies about a potential fight between Francis Ngannou and John Jones, particularly because John Jones had has not had a heavyweight fight in such a long time, and we all know how deadly of a knockout artist Francis Ngannou is, so personally, again, I would not recommend the first fight that John Jones is going to have in the heavyweight division to be uh, that against Francis Ngannou, but again, we'll have to wait and see what is actually going to go down. We do know that Francis Ngannou is definitely next in line uh, for, for the heavyweight title, but it, are we actually going to get him fight John Jones before all that happens later on in the year? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what would actually happen. But like always, if anything happens, if, if anything is updated, we'll definitely keep you guys notified. And oh man, unfortunately... I'm looking at the clock right now. We're almost out of time, but uh, y- you bet next week we're going to have a very great episode. Um, I'll try to go through some of the uh, martial arts books that I have and um, read through some of them and then just try to have like some sort of like a book review for you guys next time. So that's going to be really, really fun. And if I do come across like interesting um, martial arts movies or shows, 
I will definitely let you guys know as well. So that's all for today, folks. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Uh, you guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.